Welcome back to another episode of That's My Dad podcast. We're here today with Keith Owensby. And uh, Keith, you and I hadn't known each other too long, but we did get a chance to meet uh, about a, a month or so ago. So appreciate you coming into the podcast. And we were just chatting a little bit before we came live about what the podcast is about and, and what our hearts are really about. It's really about inspiring young men to become great dads and we're really trying to reach a population of guys who uh, maybe didn't have the benefit of having a, a father at home so I'm hoping that they can learn some from you and I'm going to learn as we go because I really don't know yes, that much about your story so let's just jump right in here and uh, you tell me your your personal story kind of where you started where you where you're from I want to know about your relationship with your dad, and then you, and then we'll talk about your children and some other things. But um, first of all, introduce yourself to us. All right. I'm Keith Owensby. I'm the lead pastor of Valley View Church in Sylacauga, Alabama. I've uh, been there a uh, little over 20 years now. It, uh, sometimes it doesn't seem like it's been that long. I it just Time flies when you're having fun in ministry. Yeah, it's hard to stay somewhere 20 years. That's awesome. Yes, yes. Uh, but to tell you just a little bit about about my story, like I said, I've been there for 20 years. I evangelized for 11 years prior to, uh, well, I take that back, four and a half years prior to that, I was pastor at uh, Plainview Church in Rainsville, Alabama. Then I okay. evangelized for 11 years prior to that. And so I've basically been in ministry all my life. All right. So you're 90 years old now. Right? 90 years so, old. <laughs> how is it that people put that many years in and they look, you don't look any older than me? <laughs> if, if I had done all that stuff, I'd have had to start when I was 10. Well, I started when I was 18. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So, so tell me about your dad, your relationship with him. Okay. I was thinking today, you know, just because I knew we would be talking about, about dad and about his impact on my life. And uh, there were several things that came came to my mind, and it was this. Uh, my dad was was strength for me. He was that, uh, uh, and still is today. He's still with me, and I thank the Lord he's still with yeah. me. He's always been that constant in my life. Um, he is a man of integrity, a man of character, and uh, – my dad is one of those kind of guys, and there's an old saying that I remember that you don't hear about much anymore, and that, that saying is this, is that a man is uh, he's as good as his word. Mm. That if he tells you something, he's going to do it. Well, that, that's my dad. Mm. If, he, if he told me something, that's what he did, and still to this day. And uh, he has made such an impact on, on me all my life, and I, I feel like, he taught me how to be a man, and I he he taught me how to to be a father. And you know, I I haven't always gotten it right, but I've tried to be the uh, the best dad I could be. But I learned many of the things that from him. Anything that you can think of, particularly that he might have done, that kind of sticks out in your mind in in that regard. Well. Yes, sir. There's a lot of things I guess I could share with you, but uh, one particular thing I wanted to to share with you is something that's what you was just talking about, and 
you're talking about preacher's kids, you'd be amazed at how many preacher's kids actually struggle because of difficulties that they face or their fathers have faced, their families have faced mm-hmm. that bleeds over into their homes. But but my dad, he he one thing he taught me and and, and I feel like it has to do with integrity, has to do with so many different things, is that for me was to always be there with his family, no matter what, no matter what the uh, situation of the need might be. And there's one particular thing that sticks out in my mind. I've told this story so many times about my dad and he had a very busy schedule. He was always on the road. He was always going and, and my dad did a little different than some. He stayed at home. He drove back and forth from home to all of his preaching engagements. And one particular day I was a young boy and back behind our house, we had, a, and they still have today, a pond. And I had been wanting to go go fishing. And I had been talking to Dad about it and talking to Dad about it. I, like I said, I was younger and, and wasn't quite old enough to go by myself. And one particular day, I remember I came in from school. I'd been wanting to go, and Dad was already dressed for to, to go preach that night, had a suit and tie on. He was ready to go, fixing, getting ready to leave. And I come in, I'd said something about it. Well, I... I I looked around and I didn't see Dad anymore. Here in just a few moments, I saw him come out of his bedroom. He went back to his bedroom. He took his suit and tie off, took all of that off, put on fishing clothes, went and grabbed the fishing pole, the tackle box, went out to that pond. He, he fished with me for probably about 20 minutes, maybe 20, 25 minutes. Didn't have long. Mm. We got finished. He went back to the house. He put it down, went right back to that room, put a suit back on, run, jumped in his car, took off. And that has stayed in my mind all my life. That mm. such an impression on me because it made me realize no matter how busy he was, no matter what his schedule was, nothing was more important than me in that moment. And that's something that I've had to learn as time goes on, that our families, even though we're in ministry and we, we're doing the work of the Lord and we're doing what God's called us to do, our families are, very, are are outside of God. They're the most important thing in our life, and we have to show that. How old were you when that happened? To be honest, I don't know. I, I was just I was just a young boy. I don't I don't remember. Not what probably age. not even a teenager. I was. <laughs> yeah. I was. I was just a young boy. But like I said, that stayed with me all my life. So you've remembered that now for fifty I'm, years, 40, yeah, 40 to fifty I'm years. Five probably. It was probably at least. 45 to 50 years. Well, I, I love to hear stories like that because that was 20 minutes out of your dad's life that has impacted you for 40 years. Uh, 20 minutes I've never forgotten. So let's move to um, tell me about your kids. And I want to know kind of what you think you are like as a father and how did your dad's influence uh, affect you as a father yourself? So you got how many kids? And three. Okay. And they are boys, girls? I have two girls and a boy. Okay. What do you think uh, – How do you, what kind of father do you think you've been? Are they grown? Are they all out of the house? Or Well, I have one that's married, and, and I have uh, – the other two are still at home with me. Um, I have one that's 30, one that's 27, and one that's 18. Okay. But to answer your question earlier about uh, myself, I, I've i tried to incorporate in me the, 
some of the very thing, same things I've seen in my dad. I, I feel like that uh, for them to be there for them, to be there with them in all different areas of life or wherever they may be, I feel like is uh, something that's very important and that's something I've always tried to do. And I, I was thinking about something, and when we, you're talking about making time, I feel like that's an important thing in every issue. And I, I remember once when I was on the road as an evangelist, I, God had blessed us to uh, our schedule was pretty tight and things were pre- I remember one time in particularly when I was going to take a vacation for my family because we, we really needed it because we'd been doing ministry week after week after week. And, and uh, I had this one pastor who wanted to schedule me for a revival meeting, and I told him, I said, uh, that particular week I have scheduled for my family. And uh, I'll never forget, and, and, and I know some may not have agreed with this at the time, but I'll never forget, he looked at me and he said, well, you have to decide, uh, do you want to preach or do you want to take off? And I'll never forget, I, I looked him in the face and I just told him, I said, sir, I said, I'd love to come preach revival for you. But I've scheduled that week for my family. Mm. And this is a time that we need. You could describe to us in one sentence, what does it take to be a great dad? Do you think you could put it into one sentence? Love. Being there. Being a constant. Being steady. And always, I'm just going to say it the way I feel it. Let Jesus be number one and show that to your family. So the message that I want to send out to to young guys is that being a, a great dad is not complicated. Right. It never has been. It all boils down to, to those things that you said, love your kids, be consistent, be be there. Um, that's it. You don't have to be anything fancy, uh, you know, show them. And you pointed out that when, when we do things for our kids or with our kids, so they remember you, you remember the 20 minute incident that happened over 40 years ago. That wasn't complicated. It, it didn't, it doesn't take much for a guy to change his clothes and walk out to a pond. Right. You know? That that doesn't you don't have to have an advanced degree in biochemistry or whatever to right. to do that. You just do it. You just show them. You just do those things. So, what advice would you give to the young dad out there who's who's maybe has not had the advantage of having a father at home and he's trying to sort through this? What kind of advice would you give to that young man for for how do you how do you make this fatherhood thing work? What's important? Always let your family feel like they're important. Always make them feel that they're outside of God. They're the most important issue in your life. God's number one. And then's my family. But I I go back to where the word of God tells us if we gain the whole world, but we lose our own soul, what have we gained? I think about that with my family. 
If we gain everything else but we lose them, what have we gained? Mm-hmm. We haven't gained anything. So my statement to them would be always let them know they're important. Always let them know that you care and what they care about, you care about, and that they're the most special thing in your life. Mm. You think you've made any mistakes? Or you, what, what, what are some things that you think you could have done better? I've made many mistakes. Um, starting out would be like what I said earlier. As an early on pastor, you know, missing some things I shouldn't have missed because I thought other, some other things were important at the time, but I found out they wasn't as important as as they as they were, uh, or they wasn't as important as as what I did, where I needed to be with my family. I feel like I've failed a lot of times in listening, and maybe not hearing uh, some of the things that they would tell me. Because my mind would be so preoccupied mm. with something else. Mm. And that's that's so easy to do. Your mind can get preoccupied with other things that are going on that one of your children can be telling you something that is very important to them and you're missing it because you're not really hearing what they're saying. And, I, and I've done that. I, I've, now, I hate to admit that, but I've, I've done that at times, and I regretted it. And, and I've tried to learn from that, that no matter – what I'm thinking, no matter what I'm dealing with, no matter what kind of pressures are going on, if one of my kids are trying to tell me something, stop and listen. Nothing's more important than that moment. How do you flip that switch where you you, you, you come in, you've had something happen at work, and, and it's on your mind, and that happens. I mean, we can all say that it's work's work, home's home, but it's not. You, you Everybody brings work home with them. Right. So what's the key, and I'm asking because I need I need help with this. What's the key to flipping that switch when you walk through the door? Have you figured that one out yet? To be honest with you, I haven't completely figured that one out <laughs> yet. Uh, I'm still working on that. Um, but I try because sometimes, still even now, sometimes when one of my family members may be telling me something and um, – I catch myself thinking about something else. I try to stop in that moment and just tell myself, I can think about that later. Mm -hmm. I need to zero in here right now. That can be done later. And uh, it's not an easy switch to flip, like you said, but it's just – Sometimes you have to make that choice, and I, I know I have to make it quite often. Yeah, I, I still struggle with that, and and I'm I'm an empty nester now. So my wife comes home and she works all day, and and um and she has lots of things to tell me. Does that ever happen to you? I learned a long time ago. Another one of those lessons I learned as a pastor. I came in one one day, and my wife was doing as you're talking about. She was sharing several different things with me, and. It was one of those moments where I guess I had kind of zoned out and she picked up on it. And she said something to me I've never forgotten. And I think it helped me so much with her and with my kids. She looked at me and she said, if I was just, if I was a regular church member, you'd listen to me. Oh, man. <laughs> she is a, she's a church member. But she said, if I was a regular church member, you'd listen to me. Oh. And that, 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 and but I was so proud she shared that with me because that was an eye opener for me. That that helped me. 
for her and with my kids. Wow. So, I, so. I think I would rather her just go ahead and get the knife out of the drawer and <laughs> stab me in the heart. That would, that's rough. But you know, part of, part of what you, you have to do to model for your kids is you have to, to show that respect and appreciation right. for your wife that, yes. you know, young guys, you need to know that your, your, your kids need, they need to see you respect their mother. Amen. And even if you're not together, you know, ideally a kid gr- gets to grow up with a mom and a dad in the home. But if you're not together, you still need to respect that child's mother. want to kind of move along and, and get to a, a part that may be hard for you to do. A lot of guys find this difficult, but um, your dad and, you, and yourself are, are close and you're fortunate to still have him. Sometimes it's hard for us men to – to verbalize uh, to our dads just what they mean to us. But I think it's important that we do. And I want to give you an opportunity to look into this camera and just speak to your dad and just just pour your heart out to him and uh, say the things that you need to say to him. And this is, this is an opportunity because he'll get to see this and, and uh, do the best you can. I'd just like to start out by saying, uh, Dad, I want to thank you for being an amazing man, an amazing person in my life, and and setting examples before me that I believe has helped me to become, and, and as I said it earlier, I haven't always gotten it right. I've made more mistakes than I care to think about, but but the examples you set before me that's helped to shape me in the man into the man that I am, and also uh, into being able to lead my family the, the way I feel like God wants me to lead, but that's because you set that example before me. And I just want to say thank you. And uh, when I talked about integrity and character and, and strength and all of those things earlier, you you were such an amazing example of those things and, and still are today. And, and I respect you and I honor you. And I just want to say thank you and tell you that I love you with, all of my heart, and I appreciate you, and I'm so thankful that God has allowed you to still be in my life, and I pray that uh, uh, we have many, many more years together, and I just want you to know that I love you, and I appreciate you so very much. All right. Thank you for doing that, Keith. Uh, we we have a, a little gift for you, and uh, we, we collected some video from your from your family. Just like to show that to you and maybe have you Get a comment after you see this. One of my favorite things about my dad is his consistency. Um, sometimes when you take on the role of a pastor, it can be easy to be one way in church, but be completely different, you know, if you run into that pastor at the store or just being with him in other places. But one thing I can say is that you are very consistent. It doesn't matter if you're at the grocery store or if you're just at home or if you're at church, you're just the same. And you love people so well and you serve people so well. And I want to thank you for showing me how to do that. I wouldn't be who I am today without seeing that from you. Um, I can remember one day, <laughs> sorry, I can remember one day I came out of Walmart and this man stopped me and he said, your dad pastors value you, right? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, 
he prayed for me one time um, when I was just in desperate need of prayer. He said, I want you to thank him for that for me. And I had no idea who this man was. I couldn't even tell dad who he was because I, I had no idea. But there have been countless people that have come up to me in our city and in our state that have just, you know, told me that he has prayed for them in different times and, and he's not afraid to do that. There have been so many times we've been at Walmart or gas station or just wherever and we'll lose him and uh, we'll get to the car and we're like, where's dad? And he'll get back and we're like, dad, what were you doing? And he was praying for somebody or, you know, talking to somebody about the Lord. He's not embarrassed or shy or ashamed of the God that he serves. And um, I just want to say thank you, Dad, for teaching me to love others the way that Jesus loved and to serve others the way that he served. I love you with all my heart. Dad, one of my favorite things about you is that you are a man of honor and integrity. And I think anyone that's ever had a conversation with you could say the same thing. Um, it reminds me of the verse in Proverbs chapter 22 where it says, A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. And that verse reminds me of you because you have chosen the good name. And you've left such a rich legacy for myself and for our family and for my kids. And I couldn't be more grateful for that. Um, one of my favorite stories about you is the time that someone gave mom a glass vase of flowers that the last thing you told me was, Leslie, don't break this vase. And I remember that's exactly what I did. I fell up the steps and broke the vase. Glass went everywhere. I cut myself open and had glass in my hand. And the last thing I said was, Dad, help me. And I just remember you running to my rescue. Um, you took me inside, cleaned me off, got the glass out of my hand, cleaned up the mess. And not one time did you say, I told you not to break that. Not one time were you angry with me. Um, but you just helped pick me up and clean me off and got me going on my way. And so that story has stuck with me. And I hope to be the kind of parent that you have been to me in that aspect. And I appreciate that so much. Um, I just want to thank you for being such a good and godly man. Um, thank you for showing me and modeling before me what it's like to stay true to Christ and stay faithful, even when things seem unbearable, even when life gets tough and the season is dark. You've stayed faithful and true, and I'm grateful to you for that, for modeling that before me, and I will never forget it, and I pray that I can be more like that. So I just thank you so much, Dad, and I love you with my whole heart. Dad, one of my favorite things about you is you're a strong man, not just physically, but also spiritually and in leadership of our family and our church, and I wanna say I'm grateful to you for that. One of the most memorable stories that comes to mind about you is the time I was out cutting grass in the yard and I got stung by several yellow jackets and had to go to the ER. And uh, when everything settled back down, I saw you later on walking through the yard with a gas can in your hand and you looked at me and said, son, you're never gonna have to worry about those yellow jackets again. And in that time and so many others, you've always been quick to defend your family and your house, your kids, everything. And I wanna say I'm thankful for that. I also want to thank you for modeling before me the life of a godly man and teaching me to also be a godly man. Thanks, Dad. I love you. 
some of the greatest things that I love about you as a father and watching you being a father is that from a young age, our children were led to the Lord by you, not just as the priest of our home, but also as the shepherd, as their pastor. And I think that's just amazing. And also, I love how that each one of our kids have picked up traits, your very best qualities. You're a man of character and honor, and I'm so thankful for you. I guess I'm just thankful that you're the real deal and that when things have been tough in the past, that you have been rock solid, that you have surely planted your feet on rock, the rock Christ Jesus. And I'm so thankful for you. Wow. That's quite a, quite a tribute, Keith. How's that? How's that feel? That feels awesome. 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 I couldn't help but think, I had a friend several years ago who um, told me this, and 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 you made me think of it. But he said that theoretically, if we could sit down with God and say, "God, tell me, give me a list of the one hundred best Christians walking on the face of the earth today," and theoretically, God could give us the list. He said, we probably would not recognize one name because it's people like you and people like my dad who daily, daily, consistently lived the life. You're not a flashy guy. You're not boisterous. You're not out there trying to make a name for yourself. You're just day in, day out, living the life in front of your kids. And in those testimonials, that's what I heard, and I think that guys like you are heroes, and I think that the world needs to see more guys like you, and more fathers need to strive not to be rich and famous and not to not to be well-known, but just to day in, day out, live with integrity, consistency, and love your families. So I appreciate you doing that, and I think the world needs more of you, and I hope that through this podcast that we've inspired some young man to know that if you want to know what a real hero looks like, look at a guy like Keith. Look at a guy like Keith. Thank you for being here. I hope we've inspired somebody. It's been my honor. Thank you so much. All right. That'll conclude this episode of the That's My Dad podcast where we're inspiring young fathers to be great dads and we're breaking cycles of generational fatherlessness. Thanks for being here. and We'll look forward to seeing you next week.